Can you turn my sarcasm level up, please? Yeah, hold on. One second. Because apparently that didn't come through. You're not recording right now. Whoa. <laughs> sarcasm <laughs> level. <laughs> well, well played. <laughs> I think we need to use that effect more often. <laughs> I think that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking with shit right now. We're at we're at a good audio level. Everything looks good. We're ready to talk. Can you give me some kind of context for the subject matter this evening so that I can I'm gonna talk about my have, Derek, you saw Batman Superman. Derek and I are gonna talk about Batman Superman for the first maybe ten minutes. And then Eric is going to go and get something. And then after that the subject matter will be whatever the fuck we want. We can do that later too. When do you find his later? Like, but we have an hour to tape. All right, but I mean, like, all right, maybe towards the end, whenever. Okay. I just am going to go on record right now. Are you recording this? All of this is being recorded. Four and a half minutes. Okay, good, because I want this recorded. I hate surprises, and I do not appreciate, appreciate an ambush. And you I not appreciate. I feel an ambush coming on. There's no ambush, Doug. All right. There's no ambush. Doug, you so will want to touch. Be a rape here. You will want you will want to touch a penis after everything is done. Has have you heard my voice? Yes. I have touched a penis before. You need to grow out like three a, simultaneously. Like a fucking ball a ball rubber right on the bottom of your chin. Just a, a ball rubber? Yes. A ball rubber. Like it makes it when you're like Is is that a ball of rubber or no. no. It's it's like when you deep throat, like you just go all the way in, and like the bottom of your chin tickles their balls with the hair. So you got to grow that out. All right. Okay. Wouldn't that be like directly on their chin, Appreciate not the down on their neck where you're reaching? I, it's I audio only. Not everyone gets the visual. <laughs> it's all audio. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ambush you, dude. There's no Am- ambush, bro. All right. There's no ambush. You guys are being coy. There's no coyness. No, there's there tons is, of it. There is tons <laughs> of coyness, but uh, I'm, I'm going to trust you. If it uh, this time, Doug, this you is your, trust this me. is your free shot. No, it was. Uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, Doug, you're good. So we're getting anal sex tonight. That's not when you'll want to touch the balls. Let's do this. Are, are we ready to go? We're ready to go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bitface. My name is Tyler. To my left is sleazy motherfucking E. To my right, Derek motherfucking Burton Guster. And right across from me is Doug motherfucking Lund. And this is Bitfaced. Let's roll. So what's up, everybody? Well, I, I guess uh, we promised everyone we would get to hear what you thought about Batman Superman. Wow, how do I follow that intro? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You just put motherfucking every other word. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I... I got his path there, but yeah, how do I follow that? You're going to start doing the intros from now on. I mean, why do I even show up to do this every week? I don't know. I had to... You were giving me shit. I had to fucking come in and gangster my fucking sixth intro ever. When we were talking about this, the statistics. Yeah, we were. We said out of 47 episodes, I've done five intros. So here's six. Yeah. What up? Uh, glad I drove down for this tonight. <laughs> Historic Good. moment. It is. Now, y'all should be happy about that, so I did say I have Derek Burton Guster in the house, and he's here to talk with me. As you all know, Sleazy MFE and Crocodile Lundee, they've already, uh, they've already reviewed Superman vs. Batman, so me and Derek Burton Guster are here to do that. So, Derek, what did you think of Batman vs. Superman? I think it would have been a great movie that uh, Snyder ruined pretty well. Interesting. I actually liked the movie, but let me define liked. I gave it like a seven and a half. That's pretty good. It's not a bad movie. It was a good movie. I think they were really heavy-handed when they were like, every other motherfucking scene is like a dream sequence. And I'm like, I don't know what's real and what's not. But otherwise... 
I thought it was pretty good when Wonder Woman jumped in and the music started playing. Like, I was getting ecstatic. I was stoked. The overall, like, they had to give us some some kind of background to, like, Batman. It's a new Batman. And I think Ben Affleck did very good. Other than the fact that he had no regard for just capping every motherfucker in his way. He's like, Psh, bitch, your life means nothing to me. That's not Batman. Let's talk about that briefly. Okay. You've, you've seen this twice at this point, Eric. Um, how many people did Batman actually shoot? Outside of a outside of a dream sequence? Right. Maybe two. It's not zero. He shot the guy. But no, One I can think of. But he definitely killed the dude with the machine gun in the back of the truck that flipped over. <laughs> that, there's no way that guy got out. Killed him, but... But didn't shoot him. Did not shoot him. Uh, did he shoot the guy with the the tank? He shot the tank. Okay. So, so physics killed them. It's all good. Well, yeah, he shot the tank in the bat plane. Right. So, And then he also, I think, in that fight scene right after that, didn't he pick up one person's gun and shoot one person? That is the, the, the lone... Is that the only... In the movie that I've been able to identify... He capped upon a, two people... Well, that's he, plural. He, Motherfuckers. Right, but <clears throat> compared to capping everyone in sight, I think that might have been a, a little hyperbole because I think that was. And you haven't listened to Where's Zod's Dick? I haven't. The search for, search for Zod's Dick. Yeah. <clears throat> so th- that was actually something that Eric and I debated like right after the movie is like, uh, is that going to be the Batman that that we can look forward to seeing in in the cinema at this point. And um, does it stray sufficiently from the, the source material to where it, it's going to be a big issue? Clearly it's, it's an issue for, for some people, but if you actually go back and tally up the body count, the number of people that, that Batman actually shot with a gun that he was either holding or holding someone's arm who was holding a weapon was one or two. It, I mean, it was two, but he killed at least six people yeah he killed a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> i had to throw a fairly low number but i know he killed a lot of people and that's just not batman doesn't even kill the joker i mean you've got and he should and there's times when the joker goads him to kill him he's like he's like why can't you do it and batman's like ah, no I, I i don't kill people well, well, see, I, I got to stop you right there because in, in the only Batman versus Joker story that really matters when it comes to what decision will Batman make. And he snaps his neck. He snaps his neck and, and kills him cold. In Grant Morrison's uh, The Killing Joke, correct? Yep. Well, and in The, the Dark Knight Returns, it snaps Joker's neck. So it's, I mean, there, there's multiple occasions where he's he has made the decision to, to end a life for all of the right reasons. Uh, anyone who tells you that there's no precedent for Batman killing someone is dead wrong. No, I mean, there is. And that's why I wasn't, I was bothered by it because he just didn't care. These were just random henchmen. They weren't like some crazy arch villain. Like, no, he just didn't care. He just was killing anyone in his way. Otherwise I agree with you. I mean, yeah. Should he have killed the Joker? Yes. Has he? Yes. That's fine. But that, but it bothered me. It it bothered Eric too, and I think when I asked him what uh, like the, what bothered him most with that movie, it was the fact that that Batman killed almost indiscriminately, and and we did talk about that at at, at length. So uh, I'd actually like to hear what what you disliked about that movie, uh, having already discussed. Uh, yeah, we've kind of we, Doug and I treaded pretty pretty hard on the movie. So right, and I think. Eric and I were in agreement that I don't know if I'd give it a 7.5. I think I'm more in like the, the six territory because I don't think Snyder's ever made a movie, a movie that that's a seven or above, but uh, uh, I mean, I'd what, really like to hear like the other side of, of, of someone who clearly didn't think that this movie was uh, anything over a, a what two or a three. Uh, I don't know if I would go that low. I Like the 7.5, I, I could easily give it a 7.5 before they got to post-production because all the performances in the movie are are pretty good tonally batman yeah pretty off but affleck was really really good at playing him 
um, same with Cavill, not necessarily what I, I expect out of my Superman, but his performance was good. Gal's performance, fantastic. But the editing is terrible. Just terrible. You have absolutely no clue where the movie's going for absolutely no reason because the storyline isn't particularly difficult, but the way that they edit it with the dream sequences and stuff to get you all of these like fan service additions to the movie were completely pointless. You can introduce characters without somebody clicking a file on a computer or going to a dream. You can just put them into the storyline, but they try to pack all of this stuff into the movie and it's just completely nonsensical. And then after that, you've got these crazy effects that are just absolutely ridiculous. Um, the fight at the end was actually not all that bad when you've got all three of them. But before that... Like, You're talking about the Doomsday fight. The Doomsday the, fight. Yeah, the real fight. The, the Doomsday <laughs> fight, with the exception of some stuff going over over the top with Doomsday, wasn't all that bad because you, you feel how powerful he is and stuff. All of the earlier stuff kind of got to me because the the Superman fight isn't what you would expect out of a Superman fight at the beginning. There's just too much destruction for what you expect Superman to be able to to stop. It's just not how I envision him fighting. But also the the Batman scenes are just they they tr- they try to be really visceral, but it just doesn't feel Batman like to me. Uh just that that crawling all over the walls in that ridiculous suit, it didn't feel right to me. Ridiculous suit. That did, suit is ridiculous. Did you like, like, are we talking about the metal suit? Or are we talking about the original suit? What are we talking about? Every time you see Batman in a suit in that movie, it looks ridiculous. I actually like that costume a lot. I liked really? it. And I, I really liked his metal outfit that he fought Batman in. I thought. And he fought Superman in. Jesus Christ! How do he fought Superman in? We're well, gonna fix that. He actually cloned himself <laughs> and fought himself in that movie. This will be our it. production, our post. Yes, we'll fix that better than Snyder's team did. Don't worry, we got you. Like, okay, so the the Superman suit wasn't as bad. the The one at the beginning where he looks like he's a giant tank fighting like grunts in the dark didn't make any sense to me. I didn't think he looked that bad. It looked like a normal Batman suit. It was very Frank Miller. Yeah. It it felt just overly bulky. I feel like Ben Affleck bulked up a lot more than he should have for this film. He was really big. He was really, really big. Batman should be. I don't know that he should be that big, though. Like, he was... He almost looked bigger than Superman did. I, I think that was by design, and, and I'm glad you actually brought that up because that, that's something that we didn't talk about is that uh, the the amount of weight that he's carrying in his upper body in particular, no special effects there. That that guy was a, a brick shithouse for, for this movie. And to Eric's point, I mean, that 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 is Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. And, and I think if you're going to lean that heavily on the story, you have to have your, your ba- a barrel-chested Batman that, that fits that... Uh, uh, that particular interpretation of Batman, because it, it did deviate from um, really anything that had been done in, in the Batman universe up to, to that point. And really, we owe that book uh, pretty much everything that we, we've seen and, and really enjoyed um, to this day for the, the darker Batman. That was the, the tone that was struck to, to stop being a comic book character and start being a, a dark, a dark adult themed book. But um in the Dark Knight Returns, I mean, you've got a, a an old, grizzled—I know I've used that word a lot—stubble-bearing, uh, uh, huge-chested Batman who looks like someone that could actually go toe to toe with Superman. And I think if you have uh, even um, the the last portrayal, uh, uh, Nolan's portrayal of, of Batman, I think you have something like that step on the screen and. Mentally, a lot of the audience goes, yeah, this guy doesn't have a chance. Yeah, I mean, Superman's just going to throw him around. He's going to pull Hulk versus Loki and be like, puny god. Right. Smash Batman. It's true. I can understand that. I think that's fair. Well, anyways, that's kind of my opinion. 
I don't really know where to go as far as my opinion from that. I liked the movie a lot. I mean, I can give you guys, I can walk you through two hours of Batman versus Superman and everything I thought at every moment. I thought the Flash cameo was sick. I think if they go towards like Infinite Crisis, that's cool with me. Um, I thought showing the characters on the screen was okay. I mean, I agree. Yeah, they could have just had like in the background of one of the scenes some of the characters doing something other than just, oh, let me click this file. Eh. Don't get me wrong. Well, I, well, I mean, I'll agree with that. Look at how the, at the beginning of the movie where they, they find the kryptonite. It, it's in the ocean. Why couldn't you just have Aquaman like swim by and you not really be able to tell who it is opposed to giving him a little file on a computer? Because essentially at this point, Lex Luthor named the Justice League or the characters and and gave them their symbols. Right. And, and that's, uh, again, if you haven't listened to the episode, that, that was kind of the case that I made uh, upon my first viewing is that this is really the story of Lex Luthor. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, even though it's called Batman vs. Superman, this was Lex Luthor's movie. From start to finish, everything that that tied the different elements together, the reason we ended up with this conflict, the reason the characters came together, uh, one Roman in particular, the reason they were all made aware of these other metahumans, or is, is that what he called them? Yeah, metahumans. 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 It, yeah. It's all Lex Luthor. He is the common thread that is pulling all of these uh, uh, different uh, uh, people and, and, and heroes together. So um, uh, to that extent, the, the fact that they hacked into his files and, and found this information, and, and Eric's right. I mean, he gave them the icons. He gave them yeah. really the, the names that, that, that uh, we should expect he to, to be used in the cinema. Exactly. He called them Aquaman. Exactly. called Cyborg. You're right. And I agree with that. I wasn't too big on Jesse, Ige- yeah, Jesse Eisenberg's. Lex Luthor in the first place. I, I don't think a lot of people were. I, I think, honestly, he was really good at being hateable, so <laughs> he won on that ground. That's fine, but, I, I mean, I don't hate Lex Luthor in some of the comic books. He's he's cold. He's fucking smart. There's... Which, so, which DC animated is it where Lex Luthor... He gains the ability to conceive, like, all knowledge, and Superman has to save him from, like almost like implode like self-imploding he almost destroys himself because he has all the knowledge practically of everything ever and he's gonna die it's insane i can't think of which uh it's a dc animated but anyways he is smart and this jesse eisenberg yeah he's smart but he's i mean he's the joker he's i didn't care he was way more riddler than joker yeah, I can see that. Like, like honestly, if you're thinking Lex Luthor, the first thing you think is that he's a, a calculated villain. Yeah. And that's not something you get out of this movie. I didn't at all. Well, we got a, a young Lex Luthor. Uh, we did. Especially compared to, to both Superman and, and Batman. It, it, I'm not sure what to make of the fact that they decided to go with a nearing 50 Batman and a nearing 30 Lex Luthor, but... Um, that's either going to play out in the extended cut that we get in a few months, or it's going to play out in the storylines that we get in the subsequent uh, subsequent uh, Justice League and and future DC property movies. I, yeah. I have to think that there's a, a plan for that, but was it uh, Eisenberg making a decision that he wanted to play the character as young and not yet coming into full Lex Luthor form? Uh, really, for his first uh, go-round with Batman and Superman, didn't didn't do too shabby, but... Uh, you have to think that uh, the, the next time that we see him, he's going to be a different different I, character and maybe a different portrayal. I saw that kind of right when they shaved his hair. He's in jail and Batman comes in and he doesn't have that that kind of witty, let me make jokes and like, let me fuck with you kind of attitude. He's just, he has that angry, he's just cold. He's like, don't get me wrong. He's like, ding, 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 ha, 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 dark side's coming. But he's like, also, you're about to get fucked. And so, I to think... To be fair, he is in prison, so he's probably... He is about to get about fucked. About to get fucked. Wasn't afraid of Batman, though. No, no, that's very true. No. If that wasn't a dream. I can't tell. That's fair. <laughs> it was all a dream. There was... I mean, we talked about it last uh, 
or two weeks ago, but there was way too many. I'm with Derek. Way too many fucking dreams. Man. Batman, Batman versus Inception. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, and I have the same problems with the editing, and I have the same problems with Snyder, and I, I completely agree with Doug that I really don't think, besides the Dawn of the Dead, Snyder really hasn't made a movie that's blown me away. I didn't think 300 was that great. I certainly didn't think Sucker Punch was great. Um, I actually really liked Sucker Punch. Yeah, you and Eli, the only two people in America that thought that movie was amazing. Actually, it's me, Eli, and Toma. That's not surprising either. <laughs> I, I thought Emily Browning looked really hot in it, if that counts. It kind of counts. That boosted up to at least a six right off the bat. A, a that 2. was not 6. Snyder's doing. <laughs> All right, that's fair. But honestly, I, I mean, you're probably right. It's me and Eli. And we already know, at least here in the Bit Cave, outside of on the cast, that me and Eli are basically the same people. Essentially the same person. Yeah. With likes. Yeah. Can I call you Jubaka? If you really want, I'll go by Jubaka. Fair enough. Eli actually is Jewish, so that's not racist. It's still sort of racist. It is kind of racist, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. We'll take it, right? Yeah. Um. So let's go right into uh, Rogue One trailer. Ooh, good call. What'd you guys think? I'm in love all over again. I agree. I I love the fact that they're doing strong female leads. The whole trailer, I was just like, oh my god, I just want to watch this movie right now. Just I don't. It's not a trailer to me. Just we give need, me the movie. We need to come up with a different way to to say strong female lead because you could say it as lead. She's a strong lead, and I loved it, and I think it's going to be great. Yes, fine. I, I just feel like such a douchebag every time I say, isn't that great? She's such a strong female lead. and Well, I don't want to get that into this on the cast because I agree that's a weird topic. But, I mean, if you're going to go into that, there's people who consider themselves feminists and they want to make it all like out to be everything that's crazy because yeah no you're right we should stop right there absolutely see and that's my point put a pen yes no i agree don't get me wrong i have nothing against empowerment of women or any of that but you know it sounds like you do no i don't your tone sounded awful supportive yeah wow and that's why we're not going into that on the cast because we're not going into that because the path to where that leads because i support it i do I think it's great. I think she will be a great lead, as Derek's pointed out and you pointed out. Absolutely. And you're right. They Disney in particular has made a, a commitment to to getting females pushed into into the starring roles, and I think they killed it with Force Awakens. It was kind of funny how when watching the the trailer for Rogue One, it was almost a a frame for frame, even with the music and the the tone and the way they introduced the, the 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 topics and the characters throughout the trailer it was like like watching force awakens uh, again for that trailer for the the first time and uh i guess you could make the case that if that formula worked then then use it again and and i'm hoping that they do but uh, i i'm excited i i knew nothing about this movie before i saw that first trailer and it it took me from uh little knowledge to pretty fucking psyched for something that deviates from um the the characters that we're used to into entirely new property for the star wars universe that's what i want that was my only problem with force awakens i thought it was a really good movie i could have done without half the stuff that we saw in four five and six already so the whole movie no, I, there was a lot. I mean, I enjoyed every second that Ray or Poe or Finn were on screen. And that was a good portion of the whole movie. The casting was absurdly good. I don't, I don't know so much about the plot. That's fair. What did you think, Eric, of Rogue One? You haven't told us yet. The trailer? I think it looks amazing. Anytime you can play that Star Wars theme very slowly, it'll, uh, you know... I guess make my heart skip a beat to hear that. It looks like we're going to get to see um, a canon Star Wars movie that doesn't have to fit in 
with the chapters, which I think is really exciting because it lets the directors and the writers go to places we probably haven't seen Star Wars characters go. So, of course, I'm excited. I mean, how could I not be happy to get a Star Wars movie every fucking year? Yeah, and I think they said already that they're doing a lot of the extended universe. So they're going to jump into more movies that aren't um, 7, 8, and 9. We're getting a Han Solo movie. Yeah. And a Boba Fett movie. And Boba Fett. See? And that's what I'm excited about. Don't get me wrong. I I think 7, 8, and 9 are going to be are going to be great, but I really want this to be a really extensive universe. I want to feel like in a galaxy far, far away, this is actually happening. I think that's fair. Yeah. And Derek, did you give us your opinion on Rogue One? I haven't seen it. Oh really? my God. I, I know, but you know my opinions on Star Wars, so... Are you a, a Star Wars hater? He doesn't. Not entirely, but... Wait to prep your guest, Tyler. It, it's not my trilogy. His trilogy, you can guess what it is. Let's go reverse clerks here. Oh, wow. I'm I'm very sorry. Me too. No, I'm not. I'm Actually, I'm not. Doug is a big fan of uh, of Lord of the Rings, too. I'm just not. I mean, I won't talk shit about it, but I'm not a fan. I mean, it's not that I'm not a fan either, because I enjoy the books. I just don't like the movies. Yeah, you read the books a lot? I read the books once each. Big fan. I mean, I don't read many books that, multiple times. That is times. huge fandom, by definition. <laughs> what, reading the books once? Yeah, according to Tyler. I mean, what? Do you, I'm not going to be some person who sits around and reads the books like 12 times. I just, I don't care that much. Some person? We'll skip past that. <laughs> In general, I am just a, a bigger fantasy guy than sci-fi guy, so... That's the difference right there. I'm a, I'm a way bigger sci-fi guy than I am fantasy. Always have been. Always mm-hmm. will be. I don't care about what could have happened in the past. I want to know what could happen in the future. But Star Wars is a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Yes, it is. But they still have technology that way advances ours. I'm going to put Tyler on the spot here. And Do it. ask him to name a fantasy trilogy that has been more faithfully and successfully adapted than Lord of the Rings. I've got to think about this for a minute. Just just give me a minute. While we're waiting for that. <laughs> I did uh, let me I did actually like the uh I did like the Hobbit movies. What? Yep. So you, you were the one. You didn't like the Lord, Lord of, the of the Rings trilogy, but you liked the Hobbit trilogy. And I liked the Hobbit book. Okay, now I like know it. I can they, completely disregard your opinion. And the Hobbit fine. was a better book. The movies. I liked yeah. the, I liked the I Hobbit book. I don't think The Hobbit was one. a better book. Oh, it sh- absolutely it was. A better book than the... the Lord, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. No fucking way. Not even close, in my opinion. Not even close. They wrote in a way more epic saga like into one book than Lord of the Rings did in three books. We're gonna to have to agree to disagree. I think The Hobbit is the out of the, the the books, the four books, the my least favorite, hands down. I I would have to say The Hobbit is as good as Return of the King. The other two probably not as good. Yeah, I just well, I just have to disagree with you guys. I don't know what to say. I I read them all when I was a kid, and uh, I will tell you definitely that the uh, the other three books are better than The Hobbit. I enjoyed The Hobbit the least. I learned two new languages and the backstories for 500 characters that didn't even appear in the main storyline that that Lord of the Rings trilogy. And and I know this is deviating far from our our, our topic tonight, but uh, it it was deeper and more fleshed out and felt like some place that existed someplace else, which is one of the things that I love so much about the Star Wars universe to to bring this back full circle, yeah, uh, is that it, it really feels like it's something that that could be happening uh, at some other place or some other time. And I mean, I don't think we should hate on other fandoms just because they're not our favorite. Because anyone who's a nerd, the fact that you can explain all of this to me about how it made you feel, I absolutely love it. But it just didn't do it for me, and that's not a bad thing. That's okay. I enjoy lots of other things that neither of you 
any of the three of you like. And likewise, I assume you enjoy a lot of other things that I do not like. Yeah. It's I just going to happen. I prefer my porn to be 18 and, and older. So I agree. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I prefer right around 18. Does that count? <laughs> and by right around, I mean 18 to 19. <laughs> wow. This is the and appropriate that's... time to jump in with the, the rapist <laughs> commentary. <laughs> And that's how Eric and I met. We, I mean, we were like... We met over a uh, love of video games. The, I mean, the porn came later. <laughs> All right. I, I kind of creeped in on Eric. Eric had met Stefan, who hasn't been on the cast yet per se, but will be on in one way or another. Like, creeped is an absolutely appropriate How has Stefan never been on a cast? A... You, no, he you has. know exactly we why. We just haven't... Uh, we haven't aired him. We haven't aired him. We haven't released him. <laughs> Because they're pretty... They're, number one, they're really early. There's a whole stretch of episodes during that time frame that we don't really like. We have like 20 that we haven't released? Yeah. Number two, uh, God, it's... Uh, Just wait. I'll let you listen to them at some point. We might have to pull one up tonight. In fact, I know where one of them is, so we'll... Uh, Great. We'll listen to that. But yeah, no, Stefan's never... Uh, he's never made the cut. And that's sad. But he was talking. He was like, "Hey, I'm. A, I was a manager at GameStop in Georgia, and like, I was, I was eavesdropping. Didn't get me wrong. We were in training, and I was like, uh, you know, I don't know anyone. And I was sitting in the background, very quiet. And I overheard that. And I walked over, and I was like, you were, a, you were a manager at a GameStop. And I was like, yeah, I was a manager. And don't get me wrong, third key, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I was. Best job. No, it was the worst. Don't get Eric started. If you want to go into Eric, it... Eric, you're going to love my story of the last GameStop visit I had. Me and uh, Tyler both loved actually, it. Actually, he's got it. Why, why, don't you, why don't you tell it right now? Because Tyler's story is boring the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> Whatever! So, so, so go ahead. I wanted a GameStop the other day because I wanted some credit, you know? That's why you go to GameStop. you got to get some of that store credit because you're not actually going to buy anything there because it's cheaper on Amazon, so why the hell would you? So I, I go and I trade in the Uncharted Collection. Because I had completed my video game. So I wanted to get some store credit. Well, one of the guys working is a guy I used to work with, or I used to know from another location. Complete moron. I hated ever having to deal with him because he's stupid. Well, I I go and I trade my game into this guy. And uh, I, I look at the thing of how much credit I'm getting. And I knew I was supposed to get $14. And it said $28. So I assumed he scanned it twice, and I was like, I'm going to get extra money. And I go through, and I, I pick up some stuff, and I, I don't even look at the, the receipt until after I leave. And I look down at it, and he he had not scanned this game twice. He had tra- taken in my trade as Uncharted 4, a game that comes out in 31 days. <laughs> and so... He's probably going to be in a slight bit of trouble for having traded in a game that isn't out for another month. But uh, I got an extra $14, so I'm completely fine with it. I'm just sad that the Uncharted Collection trades in for $14. That is so (laughs) fucking weak, man. Welcome to GameStop. Oh, no, $14 is better than what you used to get. See, you're, you're... Worried that you're only getting $14 for Uncharted Collection. I'm worried that you only get $28 for a game that isn't even out yet. Uh, that's probably the max paid out on anything unless you're trading in, like, uh, one of the Persona titles. Yeah, that's 50% of uh, a, like, a list Somehow price. they're actually going down because the, the last time I worked there, the, the highest you could get was 38 That was for new titles, so they've already taken $10 off their trade. No, I, I don't trade in games. I don't do it. I don't trade in consoles. I keep all of my shit. I never have traded in games. In fact, the only time I did trade in a game was like when I had a double of it or something like that. I don't do it. I buy, even though Amazon has great deals, they don't have everything, and I want shit digital day one. I buy all my shit through Microsoft on the console, I swear to God. Unless I can really, like, Amazon didn't have Dark Souls 3. You cannot pre-order the digital code from them. So I had to buy it. On the app, but I yeah I don't even I don't walk into game stores anymore unless it's a retro game store like I mean, uh, VJ. You can, but wasn't it just you couldn't pre-order like the 
the special edition of the Xbox code or just the regular anything. Oh wow! All they had was the uh, all they had on Amazon was the season pass. Oh, that's right. They had the two physicals for both consoles, and then the season pass as a digital code. I sure do love my season passes. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Uh... That could take uh, up 17 podcasts. Let's have a DLC episode, and it'll just be us like, God fucking damn it. We've kind of talked about it, and I think that uh, I think DLC has a purpose, and I think DLC has a place, and I think when you do it like Bioshock did it, then it's done very well, and when you do it like Star Wars Battlefront did it, then it's done very poorly. And there's a, I mean, there's a place for it, and everyone likes add-on content. I mean, shit, back in the tabletop D&D games... Or D&D days, I should say. You're always looking forward to that next expansion, the new shit you could do, the new monsters you could play with. And that appeal is always going to be there with gaming. But, I mean, some companies handle that beautifully, and some companies fucking just shit all over you. I mean, there's also only been five editions of Dungeons & Dragons since it was released. How many expansion adventures? How many monsters manuals? How many different campaigns you could play? How much more money could you spend on that game to make it better? But I agree. Instead of so, there's there's the trade off. Instead of releasing twenty Call of Duties all with season passes that are stupid and you receive almost nothing for, you have one iteration and a lot of add on content. That's okay. But if you release so much new, like so many new versions of the game, and all of them have add on content. At some point, that's going to get really cumbersome. So you're advocating the uh, World of Warcraft model. Yeah, I think World of Warcraft is done fine. Even though it's only worked for them. I still play World of Warcraft. So does Doug, I think, right? Absolutely. There you go. I will see you in the new expansion. In fact, I have it pre-ordered. Yeah, Legion's going to be tits. It is. I will play that as soon as someone pays for it for me. I won't do that. But I think, don't you still have enough gold to pay for your own goddamn fucking subscription? Oh, I can pay for the subscription. I'm not paying for the expansion, though. That's no. real money. I enjoy real money. You know, I have to say, as someone who's new to the Xbox One uh, ecosystem, I was a little disappointed to learn that buying a season pass for a game didn't automatically get me all of the additional content. It got me all of the additional content at a discounted rate, and... That's kind of bullshit. I mean, really, what what is the season pass other than a uh, a, a loyalty card at that point that says, uh, yeah, you'll, you're still going to have to pay for the new DLC just like everyone else. It's just going to be a couple bucks cheaper. That's shit. Yeah, I, I hate it. Well, I... and at Battlefront, the most insulting thing there is I don't get the final piece of the season pass until goddamn 2017 that's a load of shit for someone that pre-ordered the special edition of the game that really wanted the content like really you're going to give it to me oh not next year but the year after that i don't want to pay you a hundred dollars for you to still be developing the goddamn game 110 is what i spent on battlefront well, that's you really... say that, but really what they're doing if they don't do that is making a game, having it fully complete, and then splitting it up so that you have to pay more for the game they've already made. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of that, too. And I think there's there's a lot of DLC that's already on the disc and or the initial download. They're just unlocking it. Absolutely. Right. You just don't have it yet. You, you think that's the case as opposed to, uh, like he pointed out, that, that they're using the money from the season passes to actually fund the development of the new content because that that's actually a pretty killer business model. I mean, that's true, and I could see that. But you know what? I don't know. There's got to be a point where, like, if you're going to give me a quarter, okay, maybe a half to 75% of what a game should be and then use extra money that I give you for extra content to bring a game up to what I should have paid for in the first place. That's getting a little out of hand. Like that model makes sense to me for like an an indie company making a game that they actually need the funding for. When Activision, Ubisoft, EA are releasing a game and then releasing more of it in their DLC, it doesn't make any sense to me because you know they've already had the development time, the development money, so... And uh, uh, And a lot of the content is already on the disc. 
Yeah, there was I mean, a lot they, of that they back that in, in the Destiny. Three. Yeah, Destiny, the 360 days. There was a lot of a lot of that shit going on. Okay, so that is actually completely contrary to what you said earlier about supporting the the Blizzard model because that that is effectively how how they operate with the the expansion and a monthly subscription on top of that to fund ongoing development and but, and new incremental releases for for all of their uh, for, well the one game it really is that that's become um several games uh, uh, wrapped into one i think that's a little bit different because blizzard has always done two year expansion release expansion releases and yes i do have to pay for that 15 dollars a month if i want to play unless I work really hard to make the gold to play it, and I can do that now. And that's a recent development. That is. Yeah, but that that money is completely different, though. We're talking about an online RPG where that's that money is directly going to servers. Yep. Like, server upkeep is expensive as hell. Especially when you have, at their peak, what, ten, tens of millions of players? Yeah, like, other companies that are making single-player games don't pay a dime for servers. Uh, that that can't be true. EA and, and Ubi and... Uh, Every developer at at this point that that multiplayer server is sure, but you think they're anywhere near what World of Warcraft's like peak server performance needs to be at? Like you yes. have to understand that most people that buy oh my god, like- Activision servers for Call of Duty way more people playing that than Warcraft. No offense, I'm, at a time at I'm, any given I'm look time. That no, no, you're wrong. Okay. We'll Way more people play Call of Duty than World of Warcraft. I mean, you want to bet 20 bucks on that? But you're talking about a game where you have to host a single map at a time compared to an entire world. Like, that, that there's a massive difference. I was just arguing the amount of people. Yeah, like, like as far as, like, people, I mean, yeah. More, more, more people drink Coca-Cola than, than any other soft drink, and that's exactly what Call of Duty is, so. Yeah, but, I mean, when you've got one map hosted... That's not going to take up all that much space on a server compared to the entire world. I mean, even Call of Duty, if you look at their actual like sales, it's mostly going to some duty head that plays the game for like three hours and then never sees it again. They have a they have a pretty chunky fan base, and that fan base lies outside of what we would consider a normal gamer. I would see people when I was working at GameStop. Once a fucking year for that game. Yeah, but now the, that's the duty heads. I I, I know yeah. them. And that's not the only game that their servers are hosting. Not only are they hosting that game, but they're hosting all of the other versions of Call of Duty and all of the other properties that that have to interface with their server infrastructure at, at some level. And and Blizzard, uh, although you know they they host World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo, and and all of their their additional properties. I, I mean, it it, it doesn't compare in the the number of different ips running on on a server infrastructure at any given time and i think if you sat down and added up what you pay blizzard for to, to play their different games on on their different servers and what you pay the, these other companies to 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 play their their titles on, on their infrastructure it uh you're probably still giving blizzard more money i think so too because even if you play Every game online on both consoles, what one twenty a year? Is that what it costs now? Sixty a piece? That'd be like two games. One hundred and twenty. No, how much do you pay for Warcraft every month? Yeah, it's sixty dollars a quarter. It's two. It's two forty. It's it's hefty. It's not okay. But I can play every game I want online on PS4 and Xbox for one hundred and twenty dollars a year. Every game I want. You think you buy just two games? Oh, you're, you're just talking about their online I'm comparing the fact that you pay way more, or not way more, but a little bit more yearly to pay play one game of Warcraft than I pay to play every game. Yeah, because you're talking about gold and plus. But you still have to pay that fee, and obviously some of that has to go to the companies to run their servers, correct? Or is that straight in Microsoft and Sony's pocket? I don't know. No, because it's not just run on Microsoft or Sony's servers. There's EA absolutely has a server farm, and Activision has a server farm, and Ubi and right Square. Yeah, so I was going to say you you pay that to Sony and you pay that to Microsoft, and it's not even to run those games on half their servers. It isn't because EA does have their own. Does any of that money that I pay for my yearly 
gold or plus membership go to the to the other companies or is it all straight in in microsoft and sony's pocket that's my question i mean i'm sure to some extent it facilitates the internet uh, interconnectivity between all of those different networks because there has to be some uh transport between microsoft's servers where you sign in and and connect that then uh, bridges you onto all of the, the different vendor networks so that that costs money I was uh I was very disappointed that you couldn't play like Street Fighter online without PlayStation Plus now. Sony was always the free. Sony's- they were. I don't mind that they've stepped off that though. I mean, they still give you some you get good some, stuff. You get some good shit. Um I don't know how it works though with Microsoft. If I got rid of gold, would anything I downloaded for free on gold be gone? Yes. Okay, it's the same for both of them. Yeah, Sony works the same way. So you always have to have your subscription active in order to take advantage of the free content. Correct. No, I see nothing wrong with that. I don't model. either. No, I, I don't, don't either. either. But here's a question. I mean, I have a lot of stuff downloaded on my PS4, and I haven't tested this. When I resubscribe to Gold, I can still play that shit, right? Yeah, right. as long as you downloaded it the month that you paid for it. Yeah, then that's totally fine. Yeah, Eric's collection. If, if he took a year off and didn't pay for for Xbox Live for a year, and then came back at, at some time and, and and resubscribed, he'd be able to play all of those games that he had downloaded at some point in the past with his uh, Games for Gold subscription. That's totally fine. Yeah, it it that they're is... giving they're giving me free stuff. At some point, I should pay in order to be able to use it. That that's the model. All content will be delivered through at some point apple music is the the same way spotify yeah uh, netflix i agree i think playstation now don't get me wrong it's in its very infantile form but at some point we're not gonna we're gonna have a console just to stream games we're gonna pay for a subscription and play our games playstation now seems based on what i have looked at very expensive for what you get and that's why i said it's very infantile right now and i do agree because some of the games you can't even play they give you like a discount to download it are you talking about the old pay model or the the current pay model for playstation now i'm not familiar with a new one like the old one was the one where it's like seven dollars for like a month or whatever and you do based by game now they they have the same pay model as netflix it's 19.99 a month what the fuck is playstation now Oh, you stream games like Netflix. You stream games like Netflix. Ah, it's a PlayStation. You you pay what? It's it's twelve bucks or something, and they have a huge library of games, and it it even looks similar to Netflix. You choose like, I want a horror game, and then you scroll through their horror titles that they have available. Oh, I love horror titles, and then you you hit play, and like it just streams because they don't have all the newest stuff. Don't get me wrong, they have to have right now at this point some of the older stuff that's able to stream at a good frame rate and play really well. It doesn't seem too bad, but I feel like as technology increases, that's we're not going to have to buy all of our games. We're not going to spend, you know, $700 a year or more on video games. How much does it cost? It's like 20 a month right now. And it's unlimited play for their entire PlayStation Now library for yeah, whatever is on their library. Like 250 games right Hell now. Hell yes. Yeah, that's where we're going to get to. Like I said, it's not great yet. I, they have some cool stuff. It's mostly older. I mean, all, all of Sony's titles are on it. There's a lot of like Atlas titles, Sega titles. Uh, it's just that they, they need the licensing to make it really, really work because there's a lot of games that just aren't on it because they don't have the licenses for it. But I mean, at $20 a month playing like any PlayStation 3 game is pretty awesome. But I uh, that's not included in my PlayStation Plus membership, is it? No. No. So your beef is more based around the fact that you're maybe an early adopter and it's not fully fleshed out yet as as opposed to uh, what you're getting for what you're paying. Yeah, and that's why I don't, I mean, I don't partake in it right now. I've thought about it, maybe to give it like a month just to see how it is. But, and there's a lot of old games that I want to play. Like they did a deal right after Christmas where they gave you like six months or something for like $10 a month. If they just had it at $10 a month, they'd have so many people that would want it because $10 is more in line with the amount of titles on it right now. But we'll just have to see what it evolves into. $10 a month is reasonable Yeah, I'd for any that. service. That's what I pay for Apple Music. That's what I pay for Hulu. 
Well, no, actually, Hulu I think is twelve now. Yeah, but no you pay for it without ads. Yeah, so right. And Netflix, I'm about to get grandfathered up to whatever eleven ninety nine. But I mean, if they actually start Ouch. bringing in the PlayStation, isn't that happening to all two? of us? I read that everyone. Yep. Yep. I've been with Netflix since it was, of course, just discs. And yeah, I guess my price point, I pay eight ninety nine now or seven ninety nine for streaming, is going up by some amount. Do we get four K with that? I don't know. I'm gonna go with a solid no. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say no, 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 no as well. In fact, I think it, I read an article that said if they start streaming stuff in 4K, it's going to cost people something like. Before you say that, you know, there's a 4K plan now, right? There's an a Ultra HD plan that you can pay for that's like two bucks more per month. Is there? Let me think. I can't even imagine how much yes. more that would cost for Netflix, though. It, no, I'm saying like Akamai to right actually now. get that much bandwidth. It, yeah, that's impressive. I pay, that, that would be why their price just went up. I pay eight ninety nine for the two screen HD now, and I, I was actually looking at my account the other day, and there's like a twelve or thirteen dollar plan that's four screen with Ultra HD. So they are doing it right now for a, a reasonable price point, and uh, obviously, whatever bandwidth you have at home probably plays a big difference. But their infrastructure is definitely ready. That's interesting. I read an article that said it's going to cost them way more than than just that amount. So uh, maybe maybe it was a different company. It might not have been Netflix. As long as company. net neutrality remains in place, they should be fine. Well, I mean, they're still going to, whoever's doing the tunneling between ISPs is still going to have to move a lot more bandwidth. The cost is going to be massive because, I mean, we'll see. You're talking about like easily like 16 times the data. Yeah, but is it, well, is it 16 times though? I mean, I think the the compression algorithms and whatnot still continue to improve probably on a month by month or quarter by quarter basis rather than year by year. And Agreed. Yeah. as a consumer who pays for ISP, I get to decide what, what I use my bandwidth for, right? So if, if it's just for, for streaming and I've got, I have to think that 10 megabits per second is sufficient for a, a 4K stream for what however Netflix is delivering it. If I can do a regular HD video over 2 megabits per second, no problem. I'm I'm, I'm not seeing a big problem there, but... No, I think it'll be fine. And they're they're in the market already. I mean, they're, they they have a product that they're delivering right now, so it it can't be. But do you that think big of a hurdle that between their HD and their UHD, do you see a big difference? Uh, not on my HD screen, but on your uh, regular television screen. <laughs> you don't have a four K, so, so you're not Step a magician. it up, son. Well, you know, I did just destroy a television at home so now i have a reason to buy a 4k tv there you go they're not that expensive anymore (laughs) well your definition of not that expensive in mine may be different no you can buy like a 50 inch 4k tv if you get it on a good sale for like 600 700 bucks let me know when that's going to be in our living room because that'll be match my sound system very well (laughs) yeah i'll buy you one in lieu of rent uh, you you can sleep in the basement. It's not finished. Nailed it. It's it, it's semi finished. It's finished with my boxes and crap. It's kind of cold. It's very cold. You'll have to probably wear a jacket and put some blankets over yourself. I just need you to caress me and warm me. <laughs> rapist, you, you're definitely not moving in. <laughs> this is this is not a, a, a harbor for rapists. <laughs> I thought that, thought that's how you took payment. I mean, debatably backwards, but... Is that what Stefan sounds like, and that's why he can't get on the stream? No, it has nothing to do with that. You'll see later. Eric, we are at 50, like, 4, 55 minutes. Are we at 55 minutes? Something close, so I think it's time... To ambush Doug? It's time to ambush Doug. Okay. It it went from 10 minutes to 54 minutes, by the way. I wanted to make sure if this is not something that we're going to want to publish that we had an episode. Yes, we're good. It's time. I don't know if I should ambush Doug on air. Yes, I want to hear it. it. I want to hear everything that happens past this point. Okay. Well, um, you're going to have to talk while... Doug... Talk to me for a few minutes. I don't know. I'm, I'm me... going to actually. I have a, an excellent bridge, and I'm going to circle back a little bit because okay. I need to know from uh, you two, Eric. I know exactly where he's at at this point, but 
going back to Batman vs Superman, if nothing else was achieved in this movie, did they at least set up Justice the, League? The, the Justice League and Very really well. the future of the DC universe. That's actually my biggest problem with the movie is that's all they tried to do. I think they did fine, and I. I really liked the way that they did Flash's cameo, and I agree if they did that with the other characters. Derek's idea of Aquaman swimming by next to Kryptonite would have been dope. But either way, I'm looking forward to Justice League. I think it's going to be cool. Even the Snyder-directed Justice League? I'll take it. I I hope to God he's not on it. I really do. He is. Really? Absolutely. He's locked in. I'll, I'll take it. You know what? I don't... And if... If you might as well just get Michael Bay to do it. Like, just call oh, it quits. It, come on, it wasn't that <laughs> bad. I want the explosions. Let's be honest. There wasn't enough. Michael Bay could have added more. Like, the only okay. So, Batman versus Superman. At least the villain was good. Doomsday, not necessarily Lex Luthor, but that's the one thing that they've got over what Marvel movies have been doing. Is I've always thought the villains in the Marvel movies just didn't feel right because they just didn't exude this kind of oh i am actually going to destroy the world or whatever and and doomsday felt like that yeah except for thanos even though he's looming in the backgrounds right now like even the half a second clips i'm like damn thanos is about to wreck some shit yeah but wrecking some shit on the other half of the you know the far side of the universe isn't that terrifying compared to you think now. A, a, a Kryptonian juggernaut that you've just unleashed in the middle of a metropolis. I don't know. We're talking about someone who's about to have the Infinity Gauntlet and have more power than death. Oh, he figgin' gonna have Gauntlet. Uh-oh. You got it? Yeah, let me talk first, though. I'll let you talk first. Okay, so um, I know you hate surprises. Fuck you <laughs> I know I know you hate presents but I think I got you something that no one else in your life could could get you so I'm going to open with this but yeah I know you hate this this is part of it but you're turning 40 next weekend and fuck you <laughs> and so anyway um I'm just going to start with that just 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 open that you don't have to read it out loud just open it you'll know what the rest is yeah So there you go, man. I think I think finally, after all these years, you have gotten your uh, you've gotten your just desserts. Uh, it's about goddamn time. <laughs> so there you go, man. Nice. <laughs> wow. In a box, and there's the patch. And there, there's your patch. The fucking patch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've got I've got goosebumps. <laughs> Good. And anyway, we, we've told the story on the cast before, I think, right? We have, where you unplugged Doug during his greatest run, where he should have broken the record and gotten the patch, and Spider Fighter, tell wow. us about it. So now you have, a, you have your letter from Activision, you've got your patch, and I think your score has finally been uh, been recognized. And that's that's the only thing I could think to ever give someone like you who hates presents and hates surprises. Um, yeah, there you go. Eric, uh, I th- this means a lot. Wow, he's actually managed to render me speechless. That's uh, that's a difficult thing to do. I um, I, I really appreciate that. My my childhood now has a has a, a sense of completion that I did not <laughs> before today. I I may have harbored a little resentment towards sleazy motherfucking e for uh, a long time over uh, a failed spider fighter run um three decades ago um <laughs> well I'm, i i might be late but but there you go you three are, decades uh, later i got the patch recognized uh, that that's going on a jacket that that's phenomenal thank you brother i uh, love you anytime love you too man love you too well i can't think of a better way to end uh than that kind of a uh uh i guess our first we haven't even talked about this. Our house first of Redemptions. Hostful in the House of Redemption. 
BitCave uh, 3.0. Uh, I guess we didn't really mess around with the sound too much tonight, but anyway, I'm looking forward to, to taping many, many episodes of BitFaced in here. And many guests to come, kind of not to go on a complete tangent, but Tyler and I have moved everything into a new studio. We've got our brand new sound equipment that you've heard since the BitClub Massacre episode. And we're really excited to to bring you guys some some geekiness this year. Uh, yeah. Blah 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 blah. Why don't you Why don't you finish up today? Hey, since y'all, you started us, y'all heard my intro. Yeah, you finish finish up. Everyone, thank you so much for coming to Bitfaced. It's been a fucking blast. To my left, as always, sleazy motherfucking E. Across from me, the can I, now. Can I get my real name once tonight? <laughs> sleazy motherfucking Eric. Uh, and across from me, Crocodile Lundy. Doug Lund. And then to my right, for the first time, I think, on the cast. First time ever on the podcast. Derek Burton Guster, also known as Jazz Hands. And, uh, <laughs> and that's it, guys. Thank you so much. We are out. <laughs>